Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call in the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is uh, March 3rd, 2019. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf, Hunawaya. And brother, whenever you're ready. Well, I don't know about the white ghost law fan, but the white wolf there. <laughs> the white ghost was a dude that uh, was in Afghanistan, and uh, he had married a, a gal that was uh, an Afghani, and um, he uh, was one of us at one time. Not a not a SF boy, but. Uh, Anyway, uh, airstrike killed his wife and child, and uh, he uh, kind of got aggravated with the system, but they called him the White Ghost. Wow. <laughs> I, I, oh, man. What you got on your mind this evening, Jim? Well, no, I, I read the... Thing that you had sent me and also the um, you know the I listened to the you know the the what do you call it the voicemail and you know I was just you know there's some like you said some unique things going on right now <laughs> well B uh, stopped me a while ago uh, I was getting ready to come out and she said Gary uh at AOC, you know, that Alexandria Acacia Cortez, she cranked up with somebody, and I don't know what she did or didn't say, but she said, Gary, according to this right here, uh, whoever she was talking to told her her next stop was jail. So <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, but I'm here to tell you that woman is as nuts as a fruitcake. And if you watch her, she looks just like a wild-eyed Sandinista, a, a Karl Marx communist to the core. Yes, sir. I mean, I, I think I think she's what you would call an implant. You well, know, I don't know whether she's an implant or not, but I know what you can implant her with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what she really needs to get straightened out. I ain't talking about what's between somebody's legs either. No, no, no. I wasn't either, brother. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she needs man, an education. What. She needs an education. I wouldn't want to get that close to that. That might be contagious. Yeah, that's true. There's no telling where that's been. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I, I know she needs what. an education. I know she needs an education because... I mean, she's just rattling off the mouth. It's her first time because nobody else wanted to run for it. She ran and got it. And now she thinks she's the queen of Sheba. Well, that's just like that idiot Pelosi. Uh, I'm amazed that they have not charged Pelosi with treason. Um, speaker of whatever. When you obstruct an orderly flow of government, that is a treasonous act, flat, pure, and simple. And um, that uh, 
AOC woman, just for the abbreviation. She, uh, okay, once she beat New York, uh, Queens area out of, uh, what was it, 25,000 jobs? Yes. The second thing is that uh, that woman don't understand deficit spending. You're already at $22 trillion. She's uh, put forth a green plan, she calls it, and it alone is going to tag out at $93 trillion. <laughs> and uh, the um, the uh, Fed chairman come on, and uh, you automatically know that he's working for the IMF, etc. And uh, he made a statement. He said, this woman does not understand how government operates at all. <laughs> and uh, you could tell that he was just incredulous, uh, uh, you know, at, at, at the assertions that this woman was making. Um, it's Alexandria or Alexandra uh, Acacia Cortez. She's that uh, socialist, avowed socialist like old Bernie, uh, socialist Sanders. And see, both of these people, hell, they need to go to damn Venezuela. I mean, that's where Chavez and Maduro destroyed the most thriving and um, uh, good government uh, in South America. I mean, they carried them from being the most uh, prosperous, successful economy to crap city. And then Maduro has uh, endeavored to haul all the gold out of the country. And uh, uh, all I can say is Maduro better be glad that I'm not sitting down there. Uh, well, anyway, I guarantee <laughs> you. Uh, well, no, I ain't going to say that either. But no, uh, I... we could celebrate after it's over with. Yeah. They keep talking about this here. They're saying that it's Mar Marcos's gold. I told him no. He took the gold. No, 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 no. That that gold, that gold that's in the Philippines is the American, American gold. Yes, sir. I agree. That was held over there before World War II, and uh, when uh, it fell to Japan, that's why MacArthur said he would return because they were trying to dis. They were starting to disperse the gold. They had found it. And um, uh, later on, after it was all said and done, you know, uh, um, uh, he was assassinated. Uh, MacArthur was just as was Patton, because both of them were aware of what my thunder was really going on. And, uh, you, I mean, so you you got at least three United States. The de jure, small United States and uh, a true state citizenship. And it's a sovereignty. When you get to the USA, United States of America, uh, it's a capital U and a capital S and, and a capital A for America. Uh, you're dealing with a different deal. But when you hit that 1848 period and start coming forward, you're seeing um, the papal United States of America, Inc., and you're seeing... The, the uh, Great Britain uh, with the United States of America, Inc. Yes. And uh, then in the Act of 1871, uh, that was where they authorized the corporation change from, say, republic to uh, a corporation status. And then in after 1913, 1917, Federal Reserve crap, 
1922, uh, these people got together and created a corporation that had limited uh, uh, certificates. Hell, when they said that, I knew damn good and well they were talking about a pure trust organization, and the reason I know is I got one. But uh, anyway, um, this dog ain't hunted right since then. And it was the corporation that went bankrupt with uh, uh, FDR. And what they did was they um, did not tell the American people what they were doing. And then, see, Lincoln is involved in that, too. And uh, they claim John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln. I think that's a crock of crap. I think Mary Todd Lincoln shot him. She was a Rothschild. And she is the only woman whose husband that was assassinated in office did not receive the... uh, the uh, wife's uh, pension. The what? The the presidential wife's pension. They That's exactly money, correct. They have money set aside that, for her if something like that. Yeah, but she didn't get that. And uh, see, everybody talks about slavery. Hell, it had nothing to do with slavery. Uh, the largest slaveholder in the North was Lincoln's uh, uh, father-in-law. And uh, Lincoln, even in his paper, said he didn't give a damn about slavery. Uh, It was only like an afterthought to um, bring the blacks in and see a lot of them, uh, like they're claiming repatriation and all this kind of crap, you know, for for being made slaves. Hell, we didn't bring them over here. Their people, the Africans and the Arabs, sold them to merchants. The merchant captains bought them and uh, procured them for labor to the United States or the colonies, and that's known as the transatlantic slave trade. And um, these modern blacks, like Spike Lee, Spike Lee's as dumb as they come. He don't even know what in the Sam hell he's talking about. And um, if you want repatriation, you need to get your ass over there to the Arabs and to your people, the Africans. And uh, that's where the repatriation would have to come from because they're the ones sold your ass into slavery and took you as a slave. The second thing is that all of them uh, were not just captured in the sense that you normally think of and made slaves. Uh, they were war prisoners. And that is why um, when they began to bring them, the mothers and daddies would teach their babies, you know, that they were a free people, a great warrior race which they were, and uh, they were in the land that uh, Wade and I both found on the old maps that showed that true Israel is down in Congo, Namibia, uh, Nigeria, Guyana, um, uh, down in that area, and uh, when they got over here, they found that uh, those slaves that come from that area that were the war prisoners, um, they... uh, um, they were wise enough that, man, they, they, they were seeing they just could not contain them. And so they called in somebody uh, that was in their their uh, uh, deal. I think it was another black. And they asked him, they said, what the hell do we do to stop this? He said, there's only one way you can do it. You have to separate the children from the parents. And that's why the uh, people were broke up when they hit South Carolina. 
and uh, it, they diverted a, air, a, a ship, and it went to someplace in the West Indies, <coughs> and they didn't uh, separate the children, but they w- were told what was going to happen, and that's how it finally got out to what the hell they were doing. Um, because uh, let me tell you something: when you get to looking. See, if you look at the Sphinx, and Napoleon used his artillery to blow the nose off of the Sphinx. And uh, the reason is he did not want anybody to know that it was a black. And uh, if you look at ancient Hebrew Israel, see, Hebrew, what is it? It means to cross over. So you're crossing over from one aspect to another. But remember, uh, you can eat of the tree of life in the midst of the garden. Well, hell, we're the garden. Now, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day that you do, you shall surely die. Why? Because right and left hemispheres do not operate the same way. And so when you partake of that good and evil, uh, blessing and cursing state of mentality, you have a dualistic war that occurs in brain-mind connection. And that is why they were cast out of paradise is because that war in state of the mind separated them from the higher order. Ain't like we've been taught at all. Yes, sir. Well, that's real tight somebody's underwear. Yes, sir. But you know the thing of it is, brother, we've come so far down this here road, you know, and it... Like they say, I don't know where it's going to end, but I mean, I believe it's time that uh, that we all hear some of this because if we don't, like they say, they ain't going to know which ends up or which ends down. They ain't going to know when to stop. They're going to go over the cliff. Well, see, you're you're at the place right now that the new millennials uh, they're wrecking the entire system because. They don't even understand where they come from or whatever, and in a way, that's good. Because uh, it, if you're going to stop the House of Rothschild, the Vatican Bank system, which they run, and um, see, like uh, the Israeli state, hell, King George, um, uh, when they issued the Breton Woods and the Balfour Agreement, he told them, he said, look, uh, you cannot have that land as an outright grant. You must secure it by blood. Well, damn, they've been at war ever since. I mean, these people are saying all kinds of stuff, and then when we found the stuff about uh, the rebuilding of Jerusalem, because, see, there's a place called Jerusalem down in the south in Namibia down in that area. And um, But uh, when you go to Moscow, the exact pattern of construction for Jerusalem is there in the ancient text. There's like 450 documents that them people have that certify that, to and including the original uh, color and picture of the high melanin Israelites, apostles, Moshe, even including the one they're calling Messiah, because if, if his mother is Egyptian, which she was, then uh, you're going to have to go, because Namibia and all those great places uh, went um, south. Once you hit 
the uh, equator north to them people was what we would call south. But at the equator, what they're calling south would be north to us because you're going to diameter, diameter, uh, uh, equator. Remember, they call her Demeter. Demeter was the center band uh, of division for the polarity of the surface area of the of the um, um, of Earth. <coughs> and originally, NKEA had the connotation of YHVH, but when Enlil came to the planet, um, he being uh, the second-born son of Anu and Anu's half-sister, he assumed the title of YHVH or WH, and so they called him Yahweh. Um, but in reality, uh, the creator of man that looked after man was Enki. And um, he was also uh, the elder brother. But it was by a concubine to Anu. And under the order of uh, inheritance, he could not inherit over a brother's sister. And see, this is why people today, they do not understand anything about genetic breeding or anything. And uh, that's why they lost their power. Well, they're endeavoring to reclaim it, uh, say, like where they supercharge through fear and create a high uh, um, influx of, say, endocrine. Uh, they call it ed- uh, adrenal chrome uh, into the blood. And then from that, uh, they use it because they get a rejuvenatory type of effect through stem cell and uh, neonatal. But the true starfire seed is not made that way at all. It is made through a sexual act, and uh, the kundalini orgasm must be involved in it because that is what triggers the high realm of electrical and magnetic current at the pineal gland that opens the gate of sight that comes over the corpus callosum and triggers uh, the amygdala, Mary Magdalene. And uh, see, now you're going to get into little. Well, buddy, when you get into Lilith, you need to buckle your seatbelts because um, she's not exactly as she has been portrayed. And uh, it was that uh, she was an equal with the Adam. Now, you could call it an A-D-A-M because Alec means to plow and damn you're plowing with the female. If you don't plow with the female, there is not going to be uh, a fruitification of the planet and multiplication of that same. Now, um, Susie Q sent me uh, um, the PDF files of the book of Lilith, and I've done my best to find one. God, they started about 600 and go up to over 1,000. And um, I was going to shuck and shell, as the man said, well, I finally found one, and lo and behold, they wanted thirty-nine ninety-five for it. And before I could punch it in to get it, they bought it. And uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, um, there's a guy that's on the radio uh, or talk show, whatever, and um, he uh, has guests and so forth and a daily call. And um, he put on a story about Lilith. He managed to get one of those books. And um, so I've tagged every one of the sequences 
and I'll send it out to everybody, and I'll use uh, Susie's format and uh, send the PDF to you. But folks, let me tell you something about those spells in there. The ancient Egyptians had been trained in all the knowledge of true sorcery. Well, sorcery is not necessarily like it's been portrayed to us in modern times, and neither is a witch. And uh, what happened was is you were dealing with people that knew how to say prayers and trigger higher aspects of the superconscious mind. And uh, when they done that, see, they went through that gate of sight. But you had to be an apostle to get in that upper room. That's called the naos. And see, that's where they were at Acts 2-4. And uh, the name Jesus goes back to the name Zeus. And when you get that, you're going to Enlil. Well, the scripture says that the elder, Enki, shall serve the younger. Enlil. Isn't that the story of Jacob and Esau? Yes, sir. You see what I'm saying? See, they weave these stories. uh, When you want to find out the root for the Holy Bible as a translation in any number of translations, you're going to go back beyond the Septuagint, which is in reality a Greek text uh, written into the Aramaic. But um, uh, there's stuff that goes way back. And uh, see, when you get to the Olmecs, and um, you're going into Maya, and to the Buddha, Buddha is uh, the Siddhartha Sake Buddha. Uh, he is an Aaronite Levitical priest, and a Levite priest is a serpentine priest. And it don't mean bad. It means he had the knowledge of the living energy. That's why on the Caduceus, you see the serpents twining one way, uh, on one side and one way on the other side, going up the pole, the rod of the spine. And uh, the two wings up there is your right and left hemispheres. Uh, listen here. Uh, they wrote it in such a way that if you're educated and you understand, I mean, you can walk right down the line with it and activate yeah. these powers and abilities. They don't want you people knowing. Nope, that's how they can, that's how they can keep rule over the people. That's correct. See, that's why uh, when you look at uh, Jose Silva, Jose, that's a J, isn't it? Well, if you were in Mexico, they would say Jesus, and they're saying Jesus. But yet they're also saying Zeus, Silva. Oh, hell, that's the moon. So... You're looking at uh, two diverse aspects. One is in a revealed state sun, and the other is referring to the hidden state uh, of the planet of the Earth, or Gaia, uh, also called Ki or Kai, which was the wife, um, uh, half-sister of Anu, and he makes all things Anu, right? And um, that individual became known as Enlil. And uh, that's where your war started. And see, Marduk is in reality in the lineage of Enki. And uh, the head of gold of Babylon with Nebuchadnezzar, uh, if you go to looking in the lineage, you'll find Marduk and Merodach. I mean, see, you're going right back. And 
There's a lot of things there. Yes, sir. And his planet was the sun. This planet was the what? The sun. He claimed the planet, uh, the sun, as his, uh, his, uh, his planet, or when it's not a planet, but you know. Oh, what uh, well, see, uh, Anu is equated with Saturn. Jupiter yes. is equated with Zeus, or the one they're calling Jesus. That's why they call them the Yeshuits. Uh, they're the Society of Zeus is the Society of Jesus. And see, people don't understand what they're saying. And uh, I talked to a Pentecostal guy or an apostolic, uh, and the same thing. It's just that one of them on one side of the street and the other's on the other side of the street. <laughs> and uh, I started talking to him. And, uh, man, the only thing that man had on his head was Acts and 238. Uh, you know, uh, yes, sir. I got an axe. Uh, I'm gonna chop your ass down. I'm gonna shoot your <laughs> butt full of holes with my 38. You know, he got a pair of them, and yeah. they do not understand what they're saying. I know they mean well, but see, people have been so indoctrinated with uh, this uh, uh, misinformation. See, and that's what propaganda is. Um, you got to do one thing, uh, and see, even Enlil and Inky. Even though they were diverse, like let's say the right and left hemispheres of the brain in operation, while they think and act differently, they must work together. Yes. And what the punji fibers are is they cross the hemispheres. Now, if you tear that membrane uh, in this corpus callosum, separating the two hemispheres, the instant they touch, those people will go insane because there's an electrical short in the brain. Yeah, it's like the, what they teach you in biology. Nope, and they'll, they'll either be either or. They'll either be, you know, have a thinking mind or they just be a blooming idiot. Either <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You look at some of these news broadcasters. Yes. Especially shows up in women real easy because the emotion. Yes. If you watch them as you're looking at them, uh, it's the left eye. It'll be their right. And on the right side, which will be their left, the eye that is the largest tells you which side is the predominant side. And a lot of those gals have a larger right eye left as we look at it than they do on the other side because their left brain externalism is dominant yes sir i see what you're saying <laughs> oh yeah yeah when we're looking at them face to face their their right eye is our, uh we're looking at it, it'll be on our left side i got you do what now no, when yeah, you're if talking, you look at it, uh, their right eye is on our left as we look at them. It's a reversal, yeah. kind of like, you know, you look at the word ambulance, it's spelled backwards on the front of an ambulance. But when you look at it in the mirror, the reversal occurs, the parallax view, and now it's spelling ambulance correctly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Jim, that, that this is the pattern, it, and and it works on both sides of the street. Yes, sir. I, if you I understand, understand it, 
You can control it. You can direct it. That's like when I run energy, uh, they'll ask me a lot of times which color I'm using. I'm using the whole spectrum. And whatever color is required in its various frequencies and intensities, I am feeding into them to help them recover. And uh, depending on the state of fear or a expectation, see, their, their mind and their predominant thinking can hinder that full healing. That's why it says he went in, the Messiah, it means a war commander in reality. And uh, he marveled that he could do no great work there because of their unbelief. Why? They were so locked in, left-brained, and uh, left-brained oriented, and, and limited uh, due to their belief structure that, hell, they couldn't allow the power of God to operate them. And God's a misnomer. Uh, see, like when I use YHVH or Yavah, people will say, well, why do you do that? Because to me, I understand it is a formula. Yod is a sperm. If you look at it in Masoretic, then you see that the serpent's on the pole and it uh, looks like a window or a door. That's H. So the sperm must go through H and through the hymen gate. Well, the hymen is uh, explained in the vagina. Okay, then it goes into the cervix. It goes into the third aspect of the temple as the high priest, the double A Aaron. You're plowing in two worlds, the, the vaginal external world within, and when you go through the veil with its three rings like is laid out in Moshe's temple, then, uh, and he's drawn out of the water. Well, hell, we're all drawn out of the water. <laughs> we all come through, uh, we all come through the, 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 the reeds and the reed basket and the bulrushes. That's the hair. I mean, and um, the Nile. And the water of uh, the mother. Made, that's exactly what it is. But see, they do not understand that that same principle applies as above, so below. As within, so without. And then when you go back into that high realm, <coughs> the two cherubim that sat on the Ark of the Covenant, that arc, A-R-C, it's a light frequency that you generate. To most people, it's a physical arc that is in reality a highly charged uh, a capacitor. And, uh, I mean, boy, I used to teach this years ago, and, man, it took, uh, I mean, I learned it so well because I learned what all of the different aspects of it meant. And uh, I had to go to uh, Search for Truth Publications in Houston, Texas at that time. God, that was back in 76. And because uh, I would teach it in Bible studies, and, and uh, many preachers would just marvel because I knew so much about the Old Testament and what it all meant and how to apply it in the New. And it would just mess their ever-loving little darling heads up. And... Uh, it was just they did not study. They had been indoctrinated. They had been to seminary. Oh, seminary. In other words, they had been indoctrinated with a semen, a doctrinal thought. Airy, the God of this world, the God of air, is Enlil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The God of war. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's called the storm God, which is weapons. Lightning. Waves, lightning, snow, blizzards, 
hurricanes, tornadoes, cyclones. Mm-hmm. As that one little boy said, man, they have any hurricane down there. <laughs> but that's but you know if you look at it do just like the messiah did but i mean like you were saying before they show that they're on the tv and they get you to focus on that and where you put well, your uh, mind they're, sell- they're selling that is a business organization they're selling a belief yes. and those that will line up to buy that belief it's like going to a seminar. They got to go every seven days. Why? Because they have to keep reinforcing it. Uh, and if the people go to meditate and going inside, uh, uh, they'll wake up and open that gate. And they don't want that to accidentally occur. And see, when they go into glossolalia, or what they call speaking in other tongues, they have yeah. tripped that superconscious gate. Yes. And uh, you go into India, the Hindus, and different places, the city, cities, etc. And hell, they 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 go into Glossolalia, you speaking in tongues all the time. And if uh, you look on the cross, uh, the story that's there, it tells you that uh, the one they're calling Jesus was speaking in other tongues. He was in Glossolalia because they were having a rough time understanding what he was saying. Yes, sir. Man, oh man. I mean, it's right there. It's in right in front of it's right in front of people, but they have accepted doctrinal beliefs. Yes. They have been doctored to believe something else, yes. and uh, that's where the rub comes in. Um, I remember in uh, um, say UPC, uh, I kept asking them, "Why don't you?" Pe-? I said, "Don't you people believe? Oh, absolutely, we believe in the Bible." It's God breathed in this and that and the other. Well, I done found out a long time ago that that's not correct. It had been translated and retranslated, and there was like 30, 35,000 mistranslated words in the King James. And yet it was coded and encoded by Sir Francis Bacon, whose uh, handle was Shakespeare. And it's recorded in the book of Psalms. Yes. He put his marker in there. And uh, it's spear shaker, spear chucker. I mean, but in, it's called Shakespeare. <laughs> Anyway, when you get to looking over there. Uh, brother, I can understand that. I mean, that's why, uh, I mean, nowadays, they're they're trying to hunt and find his uh, original Shakespearean writings. That's, I mean. Jim, they, they ain't lost all that stuff. See, um, your frequencies, you're a light being. Yes. But yet you are a spirit, 4151 Strong's Greek. Yes. Now, with that in mind, what they're calling God is a spirit. It hath not flesh and bones that you see me have. In other words, it is something that is invisible to the normal natural eye. And the only way you're going to see the Father is when you understand the concept, when thou seest me, thou hast seen the Father. How sayest thou then showest the Father? And then he looked at him, and he had uh, something else come up, and he said, look, wait a minute. I'm a man. Think not, I am God. God doeth, or the Father doeth the works. Your yes, Father's sir. the word creator. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This body is just a temple, but the truth is... That's it. That's it. When you, pray, when you pray, oh, God, heal me, Hell, me ain't sick. No. 
You can't have a, 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 an entity before me. That's because right. all of the DNA and everything is an encoding of the original divine self. See, and when Inky made the atom, the A-T-O-M, six chromosomes, six uh, electrons, six neutrons, down that's man's number, 666. That's his vibrational frequency. But they vilified it. If you were in Islam, they would turn it around and say 999. Yes, sir. Yes, ISIS, the feminine aspect, the Shekinah behind the veil, called Allah. Uh-oh, we're back to Inky, I mean, Enlil again. Mm-hmm. I mean, see, the people don't know what they have done. And, and uh, there is such a confusion of tongues, languages, etc., that unless a man or a woman can open their mind. See, that's why uh, uh, it's so difficult. When I run across that one that has that power and that ability and can use it, the next thing is, can they unlock it and apply it, or are they programmed so deeply into the external limitation that they can't use the power of God? They cannot cross over and supplant their old way of thinking as Jacob Jacob, at the rock of pineal, because that's the pineal gland. And therefore, since they can't open it and don't know how to apply it and trigger that high range of electrical uh, and um, um, sugar-type, um, seminal-type seminal uh, um, uh, nutrient in the brain that goes down the channel through the delta um, fornix, etc., and uh, into the hippocampus and so forth. See, that's the time horse. That's why when Peter Moon wrote the book, he's got a picture of a horse there. That's the same horse of time that you can go forwards and backwards. You don't need a building or a, or a, a electronic equipment. They have to have that. Yes, sir. They're limited. They don't know how to step into this realm, but you can. That's some of the most highly classified stuff that there is right there. Yep. They're doing everything they can to keep us from finding out. But yet it's right there, but it's hidden in such a way, unless the sincere believer, you know, searches Uh with an open heart and mind, he ain't going to find it. Unless someone like White Wolf is endeavoring to do to help people see and understand and wake up you know like it's kind of like that eunuch and uh the yeah that's it? uh that's uh acts eight with philip yeah with philip. he had two daughters or he had he had daughters that prophesied virgin daughters yeah. oh man wait a minute <laughs> uh them gals was trained up to be priestesses yes sir. see and, and when you look at the messiah as Esau. Remember now, his mother is an Egyptian high priestess, daughter of a pharaoh. She was given as a gift to create a bond between Persia or Iran and Egypt, ancient Egypt. Yes. Okay. Now, when that occurred, her sons and daughters, uh, oh, my, my, here we have Esau, and yet um, Ralph Ellis calls him Jesus of Gamala. Hell, it wasn't no Jake until 1600. So it had to be uh, Yahshua. I come in my father's name, the creator's name, because initially the YHVH went to him. 
and then it was taken and given to uh, Enlil. Okay, when that occurred, um, he was the king of the kingdom of heaven. Well, in the ancient text, it implies that Mary the Magdalene, who was extremely wealthy <laughs> and a perfumer, well, she was a perfumer. She had to be a high priestess. The Bethany sisters. Martha was a sister. He was married to both of those women because as a high priest, he had to have two wives. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's getting to sound like, uh, <laughs> that's getting to sound like uh, uh, Eve and Lilith. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, they have all this knowledge. Huh? And he had a menage a trois. Yeah, but that's correct. That's exactly what that term implies. Yeah. And uh, see, as you begin to go into this, um, it's kind of like uh, um, I'd have some, you know, and if you said certain things, they block it. Hell, when I get a block or a failure to uh, be able to deliver mail, I delete that contact. I am not worrying with that crap. Uh, if you don't want what the thunder I'm teaching, I'm like that. If you don't like my apples, get the hell out of here and don't shake my tree. <laughs> I can agree with that, brother. I'm not interested in what they're doing. See, the reward and the crown is life. That's the one thing with hell from Gilgamesh. Yes, it was. Yes, sir. Now, if they ain't interested in that, say, no, nah, choo-choo, boogie-woogie, bye-bye, grab your hat and get your ass out of here. You need to be gone. Yeah, because Gilgamesh kept asking the others, how could they have it and him not receive it? Because he, he was told not to drink what uh, Anu did him. If you get something from Anu, you're getting something that makes all things new, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, if you had Nibiru, it's called the planet of crossing. Uh-oh. So something occurs that a crossing is taking a effect. Are we telling a story that has a hidden meaning? Or are yes, we sir. telling them of literal events? Yes, sir. You're or a combination me. thereof. Remember, parable, allegory, those are all stories. They don't have to be true. But they have no, to transfer or teach a hidden coded principle. Well, you're encoded. You got 64 codons. You got yes. 43 chromosome pairs, and they're split. I mean, 46 chromosome pairs, and they're divided down to 23 and 23. Yes. They're talking about mankind of the atom, the A T O M. Now, see the Adapa. They had to have another uh, impregnation of the higher order seed. But when they gave it, Enki could not give life. It had to be already given to him. It was already in him, the divine essence. But him and his sister Ninhursag, whose number is 20 on the numeric scale. Boy, they put the women down low, didn't they? Yes, they did. Well, if you were Anu, you were 60. If you were Enlil, they dropped you down to 50. If you were inky, they dropped you down to 40. I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, so, uh, I 40 days and 40 nights, he passed it. And on the 50th day, uh-oh, you, you see what, what's being said? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. 
we, like it tells us, we got to rightly group together or the, divide the right from the wrong that's being presented there. Tell me something. Um, am I still on the call, or did it knock us off? I see all kinds of people have left the call, including me, but I'm still on here. No, brother, you're 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 on there. I, I mean, you're. Let's see if that there tunes it up. Isn't that interesting? I mean, they come in and out, and I think when they do come in, I don't know if someone from the other end is knocking them off or what, but I mean, but I've seen them come in and out several times. Well, I, I looked at the, persist, at the participant uh, category over there, and I see that uh, White Wolf has left the call, but White Wolf is right here on the front main line burner. So... <laughs> Well, on my on my screen, you I mean, White Wolf's there, and also, two eighty one is there. That's correct. See that there's a cell I'm traveling on. Yes. And uh, the other is the computator. I got you. But uh, anyway, uh, I'll send you tonight, um, and I'll send it down the downline. Um, I think there's a hundred and seventy on there now after I cleaned a bunch of them off today. Um and uh and I mean if they don't want to hear it, I don't want to give it to them. Um so Brother, and, when uh, things when things start rocking and rolling, they're gonna be trying to hunt you down and you ain't gonna be able to be found. <laughs> that's exactly correct. They're not gonna find me. Uh, because they're not going to know where in the hell to look. I've had a guy that's out of Derrida, Louisiana, and uh, he had come down to a store north of the actual farm site, a place called Longville. And there was a lady in there that knew me real well. And uh, this guy come in and he said, man, there's some guy down here He's got a memory. He knows this. He knows that. He knows all kinds of stuff. He said, I'd love to get to meet him. She looked at him. She said, sir, if he don't know you, nobody's going to tell you who he is, and they're not going to tell you where he is. <laughs> and uh, he said, why? She said, because he don't want to be seen. And... Uh, I even had a guy from group come in one time. I happened to be up there drinking coffee, and he walked into me and called me by my first name. And I looked at him because I'd never laid eyes on him before in my life. And he said, Gary, you cannot help these people. Well, I remember my grandfather telling me about the people in that area. He said, uh, you cannot help these people. And uh, he said, be very careful. Copy that. So, uh, like the man said, I was like a wisp of vapor of smoke in the wind. I disappeared. Uh, and I took it to heart because, let me tell you, when guys in groups show up and they start telling you stuff and some of them are insiders and have special knowledge and this and that and the other, you, you better damn well listen. Yes, sir. Because they, they got the vibe of something that you might not have come across yet. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I just love Wade. I mean, Wade, uh, Wade's going to get off his butt and dig. 
and uh, may he be prospered, have great good success, and be in perfect divine health, him and his family. Yes. And sometimes it can be very difficult teaching your own family because you're so close to them. And um, some of them, it's like one lady, uh, uh, she was uh, in a Pentecostal church or so forth, and um, the preacher was up there telling her that uh, her husband wasn't in the church, uh, therefore she had become the head of her house. Well, he was wanting that man's money. She didn't have a J-O-B. The man had it. And um, she was taking a big chunk of change every, every month, and so Preacher Taylor was making damn sure that little mama uh, stayed indoctrinated. And um, I don't know if anything else was going on, but I know that uh, uh, he was definitely following uh, wherever she went. Uh, uh, he was making sure that he got that big lump of change, so to speak. And uh, he finally divided that house. Well, then... They were going to try to take everything that guy had. Well, that didn't work. And uh, see, that's why they got to where they had community or communal property, so they could divide inheritances, inheritances and separate the children and the people from off of the land. See, everything is divided and conquered. Yes, everything is set up that way. And um, this is why, like uh, I was explaining to Danny this afternoon, his dad um, had been um, a, a chief of police in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And Danny's a fine man. He was uh, he was in missiles and stuff like that. And uh, um, he literally can build and take apart or repair a Minuteman missile. I mean, Danny is one sharp cookie. And um, he's a master pack fitter. He is uh, an instructor-grade master pack fitter. And, hell, he's got patents on stuff that uh, uh, if his wife would have had sense enough to listen to him, uh, she could have been pulling down 100, 150 Gs a year just off of that patent. She didn't use it. And uh, he had given it to her for the children. Well, you know, I mean, anyway, but Danny and I got to talking. He knows a lot about masonry and several other things. And uh, I was explaining to him about the law, and I said, Danny, I said, I said what I'm going to say to you is going to sound like I just escaped from Pineville. And I said, you know what that is up under the nut house in that round alley, Pineville area. And he said, yeah. I said, uh, these people don't know the law. And uh, they do not know true history. They only know the Doopy Conqueror's history, his story. And uh, I started explaining to him what this was, and he looked at me. I said, you understand what I'm saying now? He said, oh, my God, yes. He said, you know, most of us wouldn't even know where to go look yes, for that type of information. I said, I understand. And uh, so I share with him, but, uh, man, he's got a brilliant mind on him. I just love him. He's a, he's a hard worker. He's, uh, and like I said, him and Misty, uh, they put in the same plow. So uh, um, I do my best to look out for him. Yeah. 
And Yahweh will bless him and keep him safe. Well, Yahweh's prospered him, giving him great good success and keeping him in divine health. As a yes, matter sir. of fact, we got the makings, and I've got to take and make um, um, a thousand of the Moringa capsules triple off and a thousand of the actual Peruvian formula, but uh, USDA certified maca root. And the reason we do that is because maca, when you make it, um, it's going to ferment. And uh, if the process is not exactly correct, it will create certain levels of aflatoxin within the maca root. And uh, so we get it certified so that we know that uh, that aflatoxin influence is either non-existent or extremely low, something that wow. the body will uh, deal with. And then using the serapeptase natokinase and... Um, um, I just got two more bottles of the uh, Natokinase in, the Natty a Pop, and um, I got two uh, bottles of uh, the Serapeptase in. I haven't opened them um, yet. Uh, they're uh, the 80,000 uh, uh, 80, issue uh, Serapeptase, and I got them. Uh, they're enteric coated. Uh, um, and uh, the special enzymes and this and other non-GMO certified gluten-free. And uh, so I picked up two of them, and those are in, uh, uh, in this damn bottle. Uh, 90, 90 veg cats. So, I mean, I, I went ahead and picked up some so I'd keep it on hand. Um, I like to you know, see, like when I buy K2, I buy 5,000 micrograms MCG, um, and uh, I usually buy anywhere from four to five bottles at a time because the way I buy them, I get such a discount that I basically wind up getting one entire bottle free. And uh, vitamin D3 will not work without uh, the K2, um, and it should be uh, the seven variety. Um, there's seven and there's a, a five number, but I think the, the seven is the, the best form. And uh, between D3 and that K2, that's what regulates the distribution of calcium throughout the body. Well, in certain uh, things that you use, like in fermentation, that breakfast in a jar, uh, it makes its own natural vitamin K2 of the, uh, the seven variety. And um, so, I mean, that's why I use it. And I'm getting a fermented uh, um, seven to nine enzymes of the lactobacilli and certain lactobacillus uh, uh, in its various forms has different effects on the human body. And then I put certain types of fruit in it. It's kind of like um, you want to cock your pistol real good. Uh, you might take and use... Uh, say, peanut butter and bananas and uh, make you a milkshake out of it and, uh, and lemons and, say, uh, watermelon can do the same basic thing. But uh, I think the uh, peanut butter, the all-natural peanut butter and uh, uh, a fresh organic non-GMO banana and um, uh, you, uh, so you're getting potassium there, too. And, um, I mean, for about three, four hours uh, um, after you ingest, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, 
uh, you're gonna shoot real good. <laughs> yeah. They'll think they're carrying a banana in their pocket. <laughs> but um, have you um, how's your uh, how's the flame in your lungs working? Brother, it's cleared it up. I mean, that natokinase and serapeptase, you know, I got the combination, uh, you know, the 90 uh, capsules, and it works great. We take it every morning. Yeah, see, I've got B and Shawnee on it. <clears throat> and uh, then um, every day I give B at least one to two of my triple-off moringa powder. Um, and uh, she asked me, what are you doing? I said, I'm repairing your eyes. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, this is known to repair your eyes and uh, prevent strokes and things of that nature, and it gives you more energy. And uh, she said, oh, good, okay. So she got to where she'd come in. She said, you got my green my green pill? <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I picked her up, and I mean, She's been a really good woman. She can be a pain in the butt sometimes, but she's a damn good woman. And um, you ain't going to find a harder working one nowhere in the country. But nevertheless, what I'll do is I'll take and I'll load. Um, I'll take Susie's email, strip out her AD and all that kind of stuff, <clears throat> and um, I'll add... Uh, the teachings on Lilith, and that way you'll have the full um, PDF files of the entire book and um, the uh, uh, the actual teaching from, say, uh, that guy, uh, I want to call him Swagger, but that ain't, it ain't I don't sound like Schwartz, something like that. Um, but uh, anyway, he's, uh, he's pretty sharp, and uh, you... Uh, See if I can thump it up here right quick. I'll get the name exactly correct. Okay, bookmark. All bookmarks. There we go. Come down to the bottom here. Oh, little baby. Little, little, little. Damn, he doesn't give his name. Uh. Anyway, I'll send it all out to you. And, uh, you know, some people are, are going to look at it. Some people are going to see it. Some people will read it. Some people will listen to it. Some of them, um, it'll rattle their world. Uh, but uh, if they want to know how to go about renewing and rejuvenating, and like my skin and my arms, uh, man, I was able to walk in the field today while we were planting trees and point out where they had to plant them, what the distances were, and things of that nature. And I even trimmed up uh, some of our blueberries. Uh, we had some big, giant rabbit-eye blueberries, wow. a couple of old mother plants that were out there, and, God, the trees that grew up around them. And so I was in there pruning and getting all that done. And then I had uh, found another peach tree that's in bloom now, and uh, I had uh, limb-lopped it and, Set some stuff back the other day, and it must have triggered the bloom on it. And um, it's probably 15, 20 feet tall, 
Wow. And it's every bit of uh, 25, uh, 20, 25 feet in diameter. Uh, you know, uh, the spread. Yes, and, sir. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll take, uh, because I planted, um, oh, my God, we planted a whole bunch of the Bell of Georgia, which is a white freestone peach. And um, my main ones that I really like the best are the Sam Houston freestone, but they're yellow. And um, I planted a whole bunch of them in two different areas, plus, you know, some of the uh, the Bell of uh, Georgia. And then now with this one here, uh, what I'll do is I'll create uh, limbs off of different ones and start them. And um, uh, just like I do, say, figs um, or scuppernongs or mustang grapes. And uh, <clears throat> I planted uh, uh, two uh, hazelnut trees, filiberts, uh, because they're easy to crack and they're excellent to, uh, type of nut and cooking and things of that nature. And then we put down a Choctaw and a Desirable because those are two of my go-to uh, pecans for uh, grass stock. And uh, we dug uh, one, two, three, four, at least four young native pecan. And um, we'll transplant them to a, a, an area, trim them up, you know, get them juiced up. And when they hit uh, about another year down the road, uh, they're up to a certain height, and I'll teach the children how to graft into those native stock and bring them up to this larger nut and yet have the uh, viability and the strength of the native because they volunteer. And so I was in Beaumont, and Shawnee and I was running around looking, and I said, keep your eye out for uh, some real nice apricots. And so uh, we found them over at the HUB off of Dallin, and uh, I said, pick out 10 of the best you got. So she did, and they were freestone. And uh, so uh, everybody's been whooping up on apricots, and uh, the seed just separates. And they said, what are you going to do? I said, well, we're going to put them in a quart Ziploc bag and put a uh, paper towel in there, you know, a quarter sheet paper towel, and uh, let them dry. We'll throw them in the cooler in the you know veggie section down there, and we'll leave them 21 days. Then we'll pull them out, and I'll wet that paper towel, and uh, they'll pop within about three days to two weeks. I said, once they pop and start to open their root up, then we'll take and uh, transplant them to, say, gallon pots, and uh, those will be our base stock, uh, and we'll put them you know, near where peaches are because peaches will cross-pollinate and make them bloom and produce. And, um, I mean, uh, you got to teach them everything. And um, um, Jacob and them been doing real good. We've got several varieties of, uh, of um, blueberry, and when we'd plant them, I'd take cuttings off of the old mama stock and uh, get it set up and leave just two or three leaves at the very tip end of it and uh, put enough that I could sink at least six inches of uh, of that limb in the ground right next to where the new ones that we're putting in. And I said, he looked at me, he said, why are you doing that? I said, because when they grow up, they're going to cross-pollinate with each other. And it's going to improve the flavor and the productivity of the blueberry. 
And uh, he said, well, that makes sense. And so, uh, I mean, um, we've got it going on, brother. I mean, we're working at it. And uh, then I got those uh, key prepare, and I opened up a uh, um, an oriental pair, you know, that big pair like you use in Korea for making kimchi and stuff. I got one that was bigger than a softball. And uh, so I kept it in the fridge and peeled it today and split it and cut it up and trimmed out the seed uh, core. And uh, I think I got... Uh, Seems like I got uh, nine or fifteen seeds out of that one pair. Wow! I put it in a paper towel, stuck it in a bag, and um, I'll leave it twenty-one days, and then I'll start it just like I do the rest. And once I have that pair going, see now I've got the old Bartlett Cannon pair. I've got the Keeper um, uh, type of a Cannon uh, preserving pair. And uh, I've got uh, this new uh, uh, input variety from um, the um, Asian pear. And then when I go and run across another really pretty one, I'll do the same blame thing. Um, I also opened up a Peruvian uh, papaya. And um, I peeled it first and cut it in half and took the seeds out and separated them from anything growing inside, put them in bags with um, paper towel, and uh, they'll stay 21 days, and then I'll prepare a seed bed and just put them out where I want them in that seed bed and cover it with, say, a real good potting soil. And uh, they'll pot and come up, and then once they're small, I can transplant those, uh, and I'll have my own papaya. Now, uh, if you can get a papaya that comes from uh, the Philippines, they're smaller. But, man, let me tell you, those little dudes are good. And the seeds, you can use them if you dry them. They're anti-parasitic. And so what you do is uh, dry them and grind them and mix them 50-50 with, say, black pepper. And, uh, dude, you can be seasoning your food and getting rid of parasites at the same time. Did I do lose you? No, we're here, brother. I was just listening to what you were saying. I mean, <clears throat> with the the fruit trees and everything. I mean, that's that's good information to know and how to do it correctly. I mean, you don't get out there. Some people. I mean, I know they try to do it the best they can, but some people line it up either too close to each other and not far enough away, not thinking that in a you know, in a matter of years, they're going to be growing up and be 25 feet across or so with their, you know, their full limbs and, you know, and everything. Well, if, if, you, if you don't let your peaches get too big, uh, you can pretty well pick them, you know, from, say, ground level. But you want to bring them up far enough off the ground because, remember, you got deer out there, and that deer can stand up and reach. Uh, sometimes up to six, uh, almost seven feet on his hind legs, and um, and uh, then you and see we put different kinds of fruit that are beneficial to different types of game, and uh, um, like quail, pheasant, uh, doves, um, I mean uh, raccoons, squirrels, 
they all go after these nuts. Well, you better take care of and remember nature because uh, they're going to come, and you, you, you cannot take and guard every tree out there. Uh, you remember when I used to hunt at Martin Farms in San Antonio on the Blue Wing Road out there in San Antonio River? Oh, that yeah, was 1,300 okay. acres of pecan trees. Wow. And uh, the initial uh, orchard had been started uh, by Mr. Dr. Martin around 1904 or 5. And um, every year we would go in and um, I would have to clean the the raccoon out. And, Jim, I had baby raccoons, you know, first year um, max size uh, raccoons. Mm That would weigh 40 or 45 pounds. Wow. And they would have like four inches of fat on them. It was nothing but pecan fat. Well, if they went down to the river, see, those were all live oaks down there. So they were eating acorns, and uh, they'd hit that deal. And, uh, uh, man, that old guy used to love us. He said, said, one coon can uh, eat 40 pounds to 50 pounds of uh, pecans a year. Wow. You stop and you think about it. I mean, even with 1,300 acres of uh, pecan trees, and I think they were on 45 or 50 foot centers. Mm-hmm. And uh, see, uh, Martin Farms had their own irrigation ditches out there and a water pump. And um, the, the government had challenged him about they owned the San Antonio River. And he owned both sides of the river. And he said, like hell, so uh, when Dr. Martin sold it to uh, uh, the other doctor, uh, oh, anyway, he challenged them in court and beat them in court. And they wow. couldn't stop him. He had his own dam and his own power generation system and water pump mill that he had bought from uh, England. And um, uh, that's how they, they watered and kept uh, those terraces. Now, if it got to lightning, you did not want to be down in that bottom because you would see lightning hit, and that blue uh, lightning flash would run. It'd be about a foot and a half, two foot high, and it may run over three, 400 acres. Friend, anything in there would be dead. Wow. <clears throat> but uh, I've had some great experiences. I mean, Yama has just blessed me and or prospered me and given me great good success, and and he sure it's under giving me health because when I was in that wheelchair, they just wore them down. I'd never walk. Well, they didn't believe like I did. And uh, <laughs> I was used to running five miles a day and jumping out of planes and everything else. And, uh, um, man, I could go up the side of a rock hill uh, faster than most people could come down it. And um, I could basically just hop, skip, you know, a, a running jump all the way to the bottom. And, um, uh, man, it freaked them boys out. <laughs> but you learn a lot of things in group and, and you know, in your life. And, uh, um, man, I, I just had some great experiences. And then when I'd been in Long Range Reconnaissance, uh, we ran what they call the ridge top. Um, yeah, because you could travel high. The only time we went down in the valley was if we spotted a creek, and uh, we'd have two, maybe three guys go down with canteens, you know, those quart plastic canteens, yeah. and uh, we'd have at least uh, one guy on lookout, you know, with a 16 or something, and uh, we'd load up the canteens for the team. 
And uh, like I said, it was a 12-man team. We were always one short. And uh, that's how we uh, we traveled and moved, hitting OPs and stuff like that. They never could find us. But we knew exactly where they were because, hell, we commanded the high places so we could see. But, uh, you know, it's the same thing today. Um, If you apply yourself, you'll learn. If you make the right confessions in your prayer at night when you go to sleep, the mind will direct you to the situation, answers, uh, and uh, to people. Uh, They'll send information to you or come to you. Um, I got a book on the Jews that was written in 1798. And Major Brown, a friend of mine in New York, went to Nicholas Cremato, who had a bunch of those copies, and picked them up for me. And, Jim, I got them for 10 bucks a pop. Wow. And uh, they shipped them in to me. I sent him a 50, you know, because I, I knew he had to go over to Queens to get them. And mm-hmm. uh, Major Brown told me, he says, uh, or Bob says, uh, Gary, he said, Nicholas knows more about the Jews than they know about themselves. I got that book and started looking. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, you talking about blow the doors off. I'm here to tell you. Uh, yeah. There's some with serious the... information in there. I can believe that, brother. I mean, there, there, I mean, there's still gems like that out there that are, you know, that oh, yeah, they are. Once in a while. But if, <clears throat> if, they, if they find out before a lot of people do, they'll do their best to to get them where they can't be seen. That, well, then, that is correct. They will, they will sure do their best. I knew a guy um, that had um, an actual copy of the Alexandria Bible. And when the government found out, uh, he had went to town one night, and when they come back, they had broke in his home, went and searched it, and found that Bible and got it out of there. Because it had information that they don't want known. And um, I had uh, been hunting uh, several books. And when you, I'll send the links out and you can see what, what's going on. Um, I mean, it's up to you. You can listen, you can read, you can acquire. Um, and um, see, so I got extra copies because uh, our friend Donna and Steve up in Monroe wanted one. And she's been, her and him have been really good. They they sent me books and bought all kinds of stuff at different times. And so I've got one to, to send to them. And uh, I've got a library, and I do the study and so forth uh, on certain things till I get it all read and marked up, and then it's time for it to go to the library itself. And B has built that uh, library room. Um, and uh, shelves all the way to the top. Um, I mean, a lot of things going on there. And so what I've done, um, I'm fixing to address it to her and uh, put it in the Hickman Family Library under Nora Trust. And uh, uh, that way she'll have that as a record for her and the children or, you know, anybody in the family. But none of our reference books can leave that building. Uh, you can go in and sit down and read, but damn, you're not leaving out of there with that with them books, because uh, there's enough information that I've coded and encoded into those things. And, uh, my family, 
could live well just writing and putting the true information out to people. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to leave an inheritance to them. I give all the teachings away, and I've tried my best to teach them freely. And uh, it, uh, I don't have no idea the amount of money that I've spent traveling and looking searching to find uh, a lot of this high-powered information. And uh, there's times that uh, there's some of it I still can't teach them. I just said, how many they that I don't want to? I'd love to give it to them, but God dang, they just cannot get a handle on it. And I, they'll all tell me, I mean, I can get it. I can handle this. Oh, yeah, give it to them. Shoot. You start telling them a little bit of it, watch Man, it's kind of like when he explained the true supper, as the man said. Uh, it said, uh, one of them said, man, this is a hard saying. Who can do it? And then it says, many no longer followed him. Fine, get the hell out of here. That just gives us more room. And uh, so um, I teach those, but um, it's it's very difficult sometimes to find uh, young men or women that uh, are still open-minded enough that they can be taught. And if you can ever teach them and get them to see how it operates, uh, and they do it, man, let me tell you, now you determine who has the gifts. And uh, it's kind of like when you're breeding horses, cattle, sheep, dogs, whatever. Uh, you put the best traits to the best traits. You you match and marry those sequences and that DNA up so that uh, the odds of them producing uh, the genius and great health for their child and we don't have no goddamn kids down here. Those are goats. If I have a goat, that little mother's out in the field with four legs on him. But um, you start talking them and calling them children because that's what they are. You start calling them kids like they do in the school systems, and then watch what the hell they do. They act just like a stubborn-ass goat. But nevertheless, uh, anyway, it's 820, and um, I imagine it's probably... Uh, Kind of got some of them by the short wool, so to speak, and aggravated the hell out of some of them. And some of them are just jumping up and down because it's uh, good information. But anyway, I'll share it all with you all that's on my contact list. And, folks, if you want off of it, please just drop me a little email and say, please remove me from your contact list. And I'll guarantee you uh, I'll make a list here and go down and just pop, 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 pop. I'll take you out. Um I don't want to give you nothing you don't want. But don't take my word for it. Go study. That's why I tell you the references and where to go, and I give you these links, because I, I want to send you to people that specialize in certain areas. Uh, it's like on a, on a team. Uh, every guy does not have the same MOS. Uh, he'll usually have three, according to the actual TONE operation. And uh, then if they're smart, uh, They'll each train everybody on the team with their MOSs. Now, if you've got a 12-man team and each has three MOSs and you cross-train into every one of them, well, you take 12 times three, you've got 36 degrees of the house. Now you've incorporated that 36 degrees of order in each team member. I mean, listen, that, that becomes a very, very 10-8 team. Uh, it's truly an alpha team for sure. And then uh, if you need... Uh, it to become Delta, well, you know, you're taking another step up the ladder. Uh, but it's the same outfit. And uh, anyway, I love you all. Thank you all for coming. 
And um, some of you may think I'm nuts as a fruitcake, and hallelujah, that's fine, and it won't be the first time, and it probably won't be the last. And then some of you will think I'm an ever-loving genius, and I, I thank you for it, uh, because it just means that the divine spirit is operating within me. And uh, that's what teaches me, leads me, guides me, directs me, and opens my understanding. Um, but anyway, Jim, prosperity, great good success, and divine perfect good health to you and your family. Same my best dead body and you better get on an extra blanket and throw another log on the fire because it sounds like y'all got a chilly willy coming your way. Yes, sir. They're saying uh, it's going to be back up to about uh, 45 degrees below zero, maybe 50. Woo, son, they're talking 35, 45 regular degrees down here, and it's chilly out there right now. But, you know, I mean, you've got high humidity in East Texas and Southwest Louisiana uh, because we're all close to the Gulf. And, uh, man, when you've got uh, high humidity in the air and it gets cold, son, let me tell you something. You're talking about creep through uh, a set of clothes. It, it will uh, it'll put the hello to you, and uh, you'll be wanting to be someplace else. But uh, this thing is not giving up. It's not global warming or climate change like they're teaching it. This is a cyclical, a cyclical event, and it occurs ever so often. <coughs> Excuse me. And as uh, Major Ed Dames uh, with Stargate Project, um, uh, they call him Major Doom, uh, and then they talk about the kill shot. And uh, that kill shot is not just one major uh, solar uh, emanation. That is multiple shots because of what's about to occur and is now occurring. And uh, see, you're seeing the pole shift. It's all the way over into Siberia. I think it's moving 43 feet. Seems like it's 43 feet um, every day. A day or a year. And um, But it is way the hell over there. See, and that's why you're seeing the different uh, openings. But there's more ice up there right now than before. But because of the shift, it's opening up the Northwest Passage. And um, I'm not preparing for heat. I'm going to prepare for extreme cold. Because if I prepare for extreme cold, I'm going to have heat covered. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Sir. If if you prepare a, a heat, man, you don't have to have thick walls and all this. All you got to do is have airflow. But if it gets chilly, you better have something. Uh, well, you figure it out. You 35, 45 below zero, uh, and you figure out what it is on a glacier. Uh, I mean, look at North America on some of the old old maps, and uh, they're expecting they got a what's a 67 percent uh, chance they're projecting. Or uh, Yellowstone popping its cork, and you're looking at a sulfur volcano. But anyway, that could mess up uh, the atmosphere for God, no telling how long. Anyway, Shalom Prosper, be in great good health. Thank good you, night. brother. Good night. We love you. Shalom. Well, folks, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming. Like I say, may y'all. I don't come. think you recorded that. Me? Did you record it? I recorded tonight's call, yes. It don't show it on mine. Nevertheless, go ahead on. Catch you later. All right, brother. Shalom.
but we oh. love and appreciate you and thank y'all for coming uh like i said may yava comfort you keep you in perfect health and may all your dreams come true that are good good and very good expect the best and the best will come to you you expect less and you'll get that too so always <laughs> go onward and upward and expect and the things that you desire. And don't forget the inward. Onward, upward, and inward. Yes, sir. Inward. That's very <laughs> important. We love you now. Shalom, prosper, be in good health. I'm going to end the good call. Night. Good night.